can't tell if the chemistry is good by looking at it. It wasn't clear yesterday. For the last time, the saltwater pool is a chlorine pool. This is the Talking Pools podcast with pool pros from every region in the country. If it happens in a pool, you'll hear about it here. Everything from tips and hacks to the latest tricks and trends, breaking news. We lay it on the line. We tell it like it is because we think you deserve to know. Aquastar's new pipeline cartridge filters, available in two sizes, deliver hydraulic efficiency and NSF-proven results for performance. Advanced safety features make filter cleanings faster than ever before. Available now. Ask your supplier for pipeline filters today. Welcome to our Normally Countdown today, our, our show that normally, that counted down correctly. Welcome to our show. It's Talking Pools Podcast. I'm Rudy. I'm Andrea. Okay. No, he was good. He was good. So now once we've calculated what flow rate we're going to have. Oh, I was going to say pick out the pump. Go shopping. We did that already. Well, let's say that we did that. We found the flow rate. We, we went shopping. We picked out the pump. We have the pump. It's all ready to go. This pump will give us a six-hour turnover rate on this public pool or an eight-hour or better turnover rate eight hour or slower, whatever, whatever we're working with, with a residential pool, right? So that's the turnover rate we need. Of course, now that we're using VSPs, we can just look, there's a, it tells you the flow rate, right? Nice. Or you can calculate it if you like. In either case, filters. You have your cartridge filter, right? You have your DE filter and you have your sand filters. I have only worked with probably I'm going to say three sand filters my whole entire pool cleaning career. Okay. But you work... That's a little light. Maybe maybe four. Let's say four. But you work with a lot of diatomaceous earth. I've worked with a bunch of sand filters, but I've done this in a lot more areas than you have. Yeah, I would say... Well, I've only cleaned pools in Florida, and I've only cleaned pools in this area of southern Florida. So that's where my... That's that's what I can speak on. So, yeah, not many sand filters here because Florida is basically its own sand filter. <laughs> <laughs> and no matter where no matter where you are in the state, you're going to end up with sand in the pool and in the filter subsequently. So, yeah, I usually do. I usually have I'm I I would say like 90% cartridge. Okay. And then and then the rest would be DE, but you know, I'm talking about residential on that side, commercial and so right now, I have only two cartridge filters on all of the commercials that I do. The rest are all VACTE. Okay. The Talking Pools podcast now has a column in Pool Magazine. That's right. The edgy morning radio show style podcast starring Rudy and Andrea has been given its own column and an entire page in every edition, both digital and print, of the hot, hot, hottest new trade mag. Known for having a finger on the pulse of the pool industry, Pool Magazine is the leading source of pool news for pool people. Want more of the Talking Pools podcast? Download the PoolMagazine.com app on Google Play today. comes down to two things right is filtration the size particle it can yeah, oh oh sorry what the sorry the two cartridges that i have i'm just gonna get excited because i never all right, all right as soon as we finish our drinks
ever get like this is my first time seeing the vacuum cartridge filter. Normally they're always on the pressure side. That is true. But I have this one I have this one commercial that is vacuum cartridges. Where the cartridges are in the surge pit. Correct, yes. So the pump pulls the water through them instead of pushing it. That is yeah, yep, correct. It's Do you like them so far? Um yeah, I mean it's it's def you know with every with every new type of equipment that you come across you know there's always like a learning curve and then you know trying to figure out the tricks of getting the stuff in and out easily and hosing the shit down is a pain in the ass. <laughs> it's kicked your ass once or twice already. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, the first time is definitely a challenge of trying to figure out how the shit works, especially or you know sorry, especially how the stuff oh works God. are we bleeping ourselves are we, we usually ourselves? never take that one out so, but go ahead anyway okay no we don't have to yeah so anyway uh the first time it definitely was a bit difficult once you do it more and more often it gets but easier. what about the differences but as far as between like, the filters well that's what i was just gonna say <laughs> you took the words out of my mouth um i, I per- personally i Maybe my eyesight's not that great. I don't notice like a a huge difference in the different types. Hush your mouth. I mean, if you were, if I, I would not be able to walk up to a pool and be like, I bet this has a cartridge filter and be correct. I would, you know, I could assume and guess. I could do that at any residential pool in Florida. But I wouldn't, well, I'm just saying like you wouldn't walk up to a pool and look at the water and be like, this is definitely one type of filter. Like, I just don't see that happening. I don't know if anybody can anywhere. I know there's folks that are listening that are probably saying, well, I can. Well, you know, that's awesome. Then that's, you know, superior eye skills that you have. I don't have those. But well, that's what I'm saying. And as far as like vacuuming up any extra debris, no, I haven't noticed anything like that. Um, well, then you're talking about, you know, microns, right? A difference in, in micron size. And I think I know that DE filters down to three microns. Is that correct? Three or four, four microns. The other numbers off the top of my head, not so good. No cartridge down to 14, 10 to 14 microns. I was going to say 10. So I was close. And a sand filter down to 25. Isn't it a pretty high range? Uh, not high range, a pretty broad range with the sand filters, though, doesn't it? Like, no, is it just 25. No, silica sand is what we I mean, unless you use glass in them. I, Tim and Kelly spoke about glass media the other day and glass media will pull out finer particles more comparable in size to what a diatomaceous earth filter can pull from the water. But using 20 grade silica sand, gotcha. that pulls out particles down to 20 to 25 microns in size. That's all the same. All the filters that use that pull out the same particle size because it's the stuff that's in it, not the filter, right? So now human eyesight can see as low as 35 microns without the aid of a microscope. So every filter can pull out things smaller than you can see. Which makes sense. You know, to say that I don't notice a difference, you know, when the pool's clean. I'm not talking about like, you know, pools that are cloudy or whatever. I'm talking about like a clean pool on a normal circumstance. Unless you had a lot of suspended debris in the water, you wouldn't see a big difference. Now, if you do have a cloudy water problem, a diatomaceous earth filter is going to that much, much quicker than a sand filter. It could be a difference of a week. Mm-hmm. 
just simply because it pulls finer particles from the water. The same thing with an algae problem, although the filter won't kill algae. Once you kill algae, we still have to filter it out. Yes. Otherwise, we get a rebloom. So the same thing, because we want to get the little algae carcasses out of the water. And all, this, and all the sugar sand that we deal with in Florida. Okay. So what about maintenance? Well, that's where you want to like try to do some research, <clears throat> excuse me, research. Different areas have, you know, different water restrictions. And so these different types of filters use different amounts of water to clean them. If you have water restrictions, the only filter that makes sense to have in place is going to be a cartridge filter because a cartridge filter does not use the same amount of water when you clean it. You take it out, you completely disassemble it manually. It's a big pain in the butt, right, compared to just backwashing. Right. But if you take it out and you just hose it down, you don't use near as much water as when you backwash a sand filter or a diatomaceous earth. Correct. And then you've also got to uh, be aware of any kind of uh, like wastewater restrictions because the DE powder is considered hazardous in uh, most places that I know of. So you're not allowed to just let that go anywhere. So you want to make sure that if you choose a DE filter that you have a place to dispose of that DE powder correctly. But you're no better off with the other anyway, because the same thing applies to chlorinated water. You can't discharge chlorinated water in a means that it can enter a storm drain. Same restriction to DE, it can't go into a storm drain. So no matter what the filter you have, it doesn't matter. Okay. Because chlorinated water is being pumped out. Right. And that's an EPA thing. So that's like a federal thing. But now sand filter, DE filter, the way you clean those is when you you backwash. You run water through the system backwards. You run water through that filter backwards. In all three of the... Now, the pain in the butt, the drink, is if you didn't have a waistline plumbed in, because then you got to mess with the blue hose. Yes, that's true. And, and the blue hose sucks. It does. This week's Talking Pools podcast, Pool Pro of the Week, is Jeanette Ladd Horn of Horn Family Pools, Pool Service and Repair, located out of the Cedar Creek Lake area of Texas. Do you know a pool professional that deserves a shout out because they are a total badass? Send an email to talkingpools at gmail.com with the name of the water warrior you think could kick Aquaman in the oysters. Make sure to include the name of the business, city and state. You cannot nominate yourself, but you can nominate the next Talking Pools podcast pool pro of the week. Do it now. Talkingpools at gmail.com know it's time to do maintenance when the pressure gauge reads 8 to 10 PSI above whatever the normal operating pressure for that filter on that system is. Right. So the, the clean way to get operating. That, to, to get your clean operating pressure, you know, you clean the filter and then record your filter pressure from a working gauge. <laughs> right. Nor if it's a cartridge filter, I would, I would log it after I replace the cartridge mm, if it's point. a cartridge filter. Yeah. So today I walked up to one of my filters and not one of my filters, but the, one of the pools. And this is why I cleaned the filter, but I saw little bubbles in the pool. So I knew I knew that the pump was uh, having a bit of an issue pushing the water through or pulling the water through. It wasn't pushing, pulling, which was causing the pump to cavitate. And that's what those little bubbles were. Aww. What do you mean, aw? Aw, they're little bubbles. They're so cute. Oh, so did I, did I, did I, uh, did I just invent a new way to clean the water? <laughs> No, oh, you no. invented a new way to ruin a pump. I fixed it. So let's not do that. No. 
8 to 10 PSI above your normal operating pressure is what you do for a residential filter, cartridge, diatomaceous earth, or sand filter. If you have a commercial pool that has a, a sand filter on it that has two gauges, one for influent and one for effluent pe- pressure, you clean that filter, you backwash that filter whenever there's an 8 to 10 PSI difference between the two gauges. As far as your vacuum DE system goes, that vacuum gauge, the one that's in front of the pump, should never read more than eight inches of mercury. If it does, then it's time to clean the pump because that or clean the filter because then it means those elements are not allowing the water to pass through as easily, which will cause your pump yes. to cavitate, which is what you recognize. A lot of people at facilities, a lot of people that work at facilities will actually wait till they see the bubbles coming up from the floor returns to know that it's time to clean the filter. And that's wrong. That's when, that's when too much time has passed. Yeah, I, They've, They're not cleaning it often enough. It, that was on me today, but you know, I, uh, like I said, I took care of it and it, it just happened overnight cause I was there on Monday. So that's what they always say. <laughs> it happened. It happened like Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at blu-rayxl.com. Blu-ray all day. <laughs> it happened overnight. Cavitation will destroy a bronze impeller quicker than corrosive water. Was that, was that you? Was that you who brought one in to class? Oh, my Lord. All right. So <laughs> we choose the type of filter that we want based off of the particle size it removes from the water, which, you know what, most homeowners, they're not going to know what you're talking about. As long as their pool's clear, they don't care. Then ease of maintenance, right? The reality of it is, is the type of filter that's on somebody's pool is probably limited to what's popular in the area. Yeah. And what, uh, what, what the pool guy thinks should go on there. <laughs> Not even what the pool guy thinks. It's what the pool guy can get. The How to Get Rid of Swimming Pool Algae Handbook, written by pool water chemistry expert Rudy Stankowitz, will be the most comprehensive guide on algae prevention and remediation you will ever own. Algae is the single most encountered swimming pool problem noted worldwide, but it doesn't have to be a problem for you. Purchase your copy of the How to Get Rid of Swimming Pool Algae Handbook on Amazon, today. Distribution centers bring in product and equipment for the large builders. They don't bring them in for the small builders. So they bring in whatever they bring in. Haven't you seen all the arguments on online about the different filters? And oh my god, it's crazy! People get so angry over filters. No, well, check it out. In Florida, residential pools use cartridge filters. As soon as you cross the border into Georgia, it's all sand filters. Yeah, and Texas is all quad filters. So it depends on what the distributor is carrying they really dictate what the market well it's the large builders in the area that tell the distributors what they want the distribution center pulls in product for those large builders and then everybody pretty much just uses what's in stock and except for when you get the guys that go i've never put a cartridge filter on my pool i only use sand and i'd never put anything else again mimicking the port st lucie accent that wasn't port st lucie <laughs> That was more like 
Pahokee. Realistically, we're going to use what's more popular in the area. If you're in a cartridge filter market, you're going to use a cartridge filter like my pool. I have a cartridge filter on it. Actually, I, I just uh, replaced mine. Nice. Yeah. I put on one of the new pipeline filters. I haven't seen one of those. No, I have not. You haven't? Mm-mm. Aqua Aqua Star pool products. Oh, they got cool. into the fi- They got into the filter game, so I picked up one of those. That's what's on my pool. Are and, you going to review uh, it? Maybe. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. Hmm. I don't know. I might do a video or something and show people about it. But anyway, that's not the point. The point here is that people who live in sand filter markets tend to have sand filters. People who live in cartridge markets tend to have cartridges. Um, I think California residentially is mostly cartridge filters as well. So it just depends on what pocket of the country that you're in and what's popular in those areas. It doesn't you can definitely special order something in. If you're a large enough builder, your distribution center will take it in for you. Or if there's enough people in the area who want a specific thing, then the distribution center will take bring them in for you. So you sell the you sell the customer on a type of filter. Now we need to size the filter. Well, that has to do with square footage. It does because filters can only handle so much water per square foot of filter area. So this is where the pump comes in, right? Because we size the pump to the pool to make sure we get the turnover that we need. Yes. That's where we came up with our flow rate. So in our example here, we needed, what, 41 gallons per minute, the 20,000-gallon pool Mm -hmm. with the eight-hour turnover rate, the residential one. So now we need to size a filter to that. So 41 gallons per minute is what we're dealing with. A cartridge filter in a residential application can handle one gallon per minute per square foot of filter area. A DE filter can handle two gallons per minute per square foot of filter area. A sand filter can handle... 15 gallons per minute per square foot of filter area. So if I was looking at a cartridge filter, one gallon per minute per square foot of filter area, I have a 41 gallon per minute flow rate. So I would need at least a 41 square foot filter at a minimum, at the very least. So you could put a a C900 in there and be fine. That's a 90 square foot filter. Right. So we wanted an eight hour turnover. 20,000 gallons of water. We saw that it would take 41 gallons per minute to make that happen. I think that's like 41.6 or something was the number. So now I need a filter that can handle that. So if I'm dealing with a cartridge that can handle one gallon per minute per square foot of filter area, then I just need 41 square foot or larger. It's okay to go large. In fact, if you go large, you're not going to have to clean that element as frequently. You'll have longer filter runs. So what if it was a sand filter? I would take that same flow rate and divide it by 15. My 41 gallons per minute that I'm going to be pumping out, divide that by 15. And now what I come up with? 41. Two point something square foot of filter area, which is like what? So that's 2.7. But all right. So what about a DE filter? Uh, 82. 41 gallons per minute. DE filters can handle two gallons per minute per square foot of filter area. So what size DE filter would I need here? Times <laughs> two divided by, see? Hold on. 41 divided by two, not 41. 15. No, 5. stop it. Yes. So what do we got? Mm-hmm. So it's like 20 and change. So you, so we would go with what, a 24, right? 24, 24. 20 square foot or better, so we need a 24 square foot filter or better in that scenario. And again, going larger has advantages. 
You're not going to have to clean it as frequently. Don't go the exact size ever, in fact. Not only will you get longer filter runs by going larger, what we're doing here when calculating these filter sizes, this is the size filter this pool needs when everything is going perfectly. Right. Not when there's a problem. You want to clear up problems quicker, go with a larger size. You want to be able to just deal with it when it's perfect but struggles somewhat. When you have a problem, yeah, then you size it exactly to that pool. You'll see a lot of the inexpensive above-ground filter packages, like the ones they used to sell in, you know, that toy store with the giraffe that disappeared. (laughs) Yeah. That filter is sized perfectly to that pool. Mm. The circulation setup is awful, but the filter is sized perfectly to that pool. The problem is, is that it can't handle a bather load of any sort. It can't handle algae. It can't handle cloudy water debris. And that's why folks have so many problems with them. If we could fix the circulation issues and go with a better pump and filter, larger, one that was a little bit more powerful, it would be great. Just like the above ground packages that you buy from pool stores, how they're set up and they actually work well as compared to the less expensive ones, because they're not cutting corners. They're not just giving them just what they need and nothing more. They're giving them what they need to actually successfully operate a pool. And we should do the same when we do our calculations. But we still need to be able to size exactly what it needs so we know what larger is. That makes sense. Yeah, you can't really. uh, Yeah. Okay. You don't. I mean, you know, measure once, cut twice or whatever the saying is. Yeah, that's exactly what they say. <laughs> Measure once, Measure cut, twice. cut twice. <laughs> um, but, um, uh, aye, 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 aye. Okay, so. <laughs> rude. Rude E. Get it right. <laughs> oh, snap. You got me on that one. You're as rude as that lady on Derek's post today. Yeah, I didn't mean it. <laughs> All right. Anyway, take us out of here, would you? All right. So, yes, that has been our fun with filter episode, apparently. So thank you for listening. Uh, We appreciate all of the love and make sure you guys follow us. Make sure you excuse me. Make sure you leave us reviews um, and email us questions. That's my favorite part. So the more questions, the better. But anyway, thanks for listening. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We really appreciate you guys. just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening today. I'm hoping you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Listen, it's been a couple of wacky, crazy, screwed up years from pandemic to Poolmageddon. I just want you to know that we are all in this together. If there's anything that we can do for you, send me an email at talkingpools at gmail.com. Again, that's talkingpools at gmail.com. We're here. This is your podcast. We are the Pool People's Podcast of the Pool People for the Pool People by the Pool People's Podcast. This one is about you. So thank you for tuning in and listening. Do me a favor. Click subscribe before you go. That way you don't miss an episode. 